We each hold a unique place in this world, complete with our own dreams, culture, and perspective. It is the individual stories of those I meet along my journey that shape the way I see the world. I'm so excited to share these stories with you, and I hope they allow you to fall in love with humanity as much as they have for me. Welcome to This World My View. I'm your host, Liana. Today I want to introduce you to Noberto. Noberto is a new friend of mine that I have had the absolute honor and privilege of getting to know here. Uh, he has many things. He is a warm and inviting individual who I got to sit and just have a conversation over breakfast this morning a little bit. Um, he is also somebody who likes to share what he has and joy inside him with the people around him. And I just got to watch him share a talent of of magic and put smiles on faces of people that I love dearly here. So it was it's a it's a gift and an honor to see so many facets and parts of you and to enjoy conversation with you throughout the day today. Uh, but Noberto, thank you so much for sitting down with me and uh, letting me share a bit of who you are with my audience. So. Thank you for inviting me to talk with you. I have enjoyed already, so let's see what happens now. <laughs> Only good things. <laughs> I'm looking forward for <laughs> me too. whatever it is you want me to answer to. That's good. Um, I have a list of questions I work through with all of my guests. They're all designed at getting to know you, mm-hmm. your perspective, the way you've seen the world, and uh, there's no wrong answer, so it's you. Mm-hmm. So answer as you feel led, and we'll dive right in. Okay. So the first one is, who do you define yourself as? one way to say it would be to say that I am a magician mm-hmm. but I have to add that I believe that every people I know is a magician mm-hmm. but most of the people has been told that they are not they have been told that magic doesn't exist mm-hmm. they have been told that they don't have any powers so they learn to be something else or to do something else somehow they didn't tell me that I didn't have the powers and my parents didn't educate me out of magic so I I'm still a magician in more ways than a guy who is on stage doing tricks as I believe that everybody does my my search in life my goal in life is to help people remember that they do have powers mm-hmm. and they can live a magical life and I hope that one day as each people is living their magical life, my work won't be needed anymore. Hmm. Because everybody will be a magician, so I would be very well retired <laughs> and doing something else. But I am a magician full-time, I, I think. I love that. That's really cool, to help other people realize the magic in them. That's really, it's amazing. Uh, well, may you be obsolete but never be obsolete at the same time well I, I hope so <laughs> well, the, the I, like, <laughs> that's what I do for work so I hope that I won't be obsolete no ever but I will be changing uh, yeah messages maybe Absolutely. but I think that while I believe that eventually will come a time that hmm. people will be again magicians hmm. that's my dream at least it will take a long time so I will have a lot of work to do. I like that you're continuing to pursue that dream. <laughs> Thank you for sharing it with me tonight and with, with everyone here. That's cool. Uh, next one's a little easier. What is your favorite food? I have two favorite foods. Sushi is, when it is really well made, 
because most of the time in most of the places it's not well made. Most of the people who make sushi don't know how to do the rice appropriately. Mm-hmm. And the rice is the secret for the sushi. <laughs> people throw things over the rice, hoping that no one will notice that the rice doesn't taste like anything. So they put sauces on top and they put strange things. They call it fusion, but the truth is that, that that's all to compensate how wrong they do the rice. <laughs> you have to be very knowledgeable to do well the right sushi so when it is well done sushi is my favorite food when i can choose something else or when i don't have a well a a good sushi place near me i do a a rice brown rice wok with vegetables that Mm -hmm. i've been perfecting over 25 years that is a macrobiotic main plate that is my second favorite food that's cool yeah yeah and you uh, i'm gonna have to figure out where the right sushi is because i might be eating the wrong sushi this whole well, time if you if you s- <laughs> there is a documentary on netflix that okay. is called hero dreams of sushi hero is the owner of a three michelin star sushi restaurant that were it's located in the subway in tokyo in japan it has only 10 seats sushi cooks uh, makes the sushi and he puts the piece in front of you and he looks at you as you eat it and when you finish he puts another one and in the documentary he teaches you how to properly make sushi and when you see him you believe that no one can ever do sushi anymore mm. if, if they are not hero or if they are not trained by hero mm. it's amazing what he does it's amazing what he teaches and when I ate it. I ate sushi for my whole life, but when I saw Hiro doing sushi, I said I have to start all over again. Like you never dip the piece inside the soy sauce. You never mix the soy sauce with the with the wasabi. You only take a piece of ginger with your sticks, dip it into the soy sauce, and with the ginger you paint the fish in the nigiri. You never let the rice touch the soy sauce because that's why your pieces are broken all the time and they keep messing up the table and he teaches all that like a lot of secrets and he's three michelin star chefs so he knows what he talks about that's fantastic i mean that uh, yeah i didn't know any of that i've been (laughs) eating sushi wrong my whole life so (laughs) i'll go relearn that (laughs) that's really really cool and you mentioned the uh cooking you i know you shared a little bit more about that you you love to cook and that's uh yeah i've been suffering my digestion for my whole life when i was a kid my mother was a great cook but i had digestion problems all the time when i became like 23 years old when i moved to live my by myself i had most of the things that my mother used to cook that i learned how to cook or i had tuppers with my mother put food in it Mm -hmm. and i would eat And I uh, started a relationship with a woman who was a vegetarian and she took me to a restaurant that was at the same time an academy on vegetarian food. And I tasted new flavors that I knew nothing about, like azuki beans or brown rice or some other things. And I fell in love with that and I ate and I felt great after eating. So Mm -hmm. I said, I have to learn this. So I took one of their classes and then I bought some books from a woman from Barcelona who is an alchemic uh, food master. Mm-hmm. 
and I studied those books and I, I fell in love with the woman and with, with what she was teaching it's explaining why our bodies need this or that explaining about the yin and yang explaining many things about our metabolism things so I threw everything that I had in my cabinets in the kitchen and I bought everything she was making recipes of and I started cooking again and I started studying macrobiotic or alchemic food for like 30 years now and I became eventually the designer of a menu in a restaurant here in Tulum and then I became consultant for a couple of restaurants and I don't do it professionally I just do it for fun mm -hmm. with friends and I enjoy cooking for people so that's something like I never thought I would do and I'm doing that's cool that's really cool yeah I made you answer a lot more of that question than normal but I wanted to hear you to, people to get to hear that part <laughs> can, that's really you cool can take out everything no you, no never can, can no <laughs> like jump to no. whatever parts they are interested in. absolutely not <laughs> uh, are you reading anything right now yes I'm always reading many things at the same time because I'm first in writing a new book and I'm reading like crazy some books about writing now I'm reading a book uh, written by a woman who was a master teacher in the art of writing whose name was Edith Wharton who is teaching me the history of who invented the short stories or who invented the the romantic novels and who why the French are better writing about romance than the English the, the, the English people and why the English people are better writing psychological novels than the French mm. and a lot of things that I never knew anything about so I'm reading that book like crazy and then I'm reading uh, short stories from I'm glad that you told me that I can take as much <laughs> time as I need yeah, to remember a name okay. I will tell you in a minute and then I'm reading another book which is about the origin of words which I already told you in another conversation that yeah, I'm fond yeah, of yeah. and I think I have something else going on oh yes letters between Hermann Hesse and Stefan Zweig okay. which are two of my favorite writers so like four or five books at the same time Okay, that's impressive on its own, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be impressive if you could see how slowly I go through each one of the books. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> like needs one to know page that part. A day. It's okay, we won't tell anybody yeah, that but part. I, I, these kind of secrets I can tell. There are other three <laughs> secrets a magician cannot tell, but, but these kind fair. of secrets these I can. These ones they can know. Everyone can know these yeah. secrets, it's all right. <laughs> fair enough. What would you say is your greatest fear? Well, I fear dying without having done my most mm. for the world mm. uh, like whatever it is my gift or my gifts are I want to do the most I can with them or at least feel a sense of accomplishment mm -hmm. so I can live feeling that my life was worth it because I could collaborate with the world to be a better place than if I wouldn't exist mm. so I don't want to die feeling the emptiness of not having done enough mm. or, or all I could for mm. the world. Well, I know you have much, much more to do, but you have already made an impact on this world, I know. Well, the truth is that it's, it's very difficult to know mm. the amount of good one can do because mm. maybe you think you are a writer 
or you think you are a cook or you think you are a magician but maybe you are a prophet or maybe you <laughs> are a healer or maybe you are something else or maybe you are uh, I, I there is a story that is one of the best story, uh, stories I know then you can cut it out or whatever uh, you decide to do with it because it's your no, program no I want to hear it <laughs> uh, the Ari was the most important Kabbalist there was he knew like so much about Kabbalah and the history of the world and the secrets of mysticism and so many things. He, but he was a, a merchant in Egypt and he had a daughter and a, and a wife and he was very wealthy. And one day he received a call from God. I always wonder how the prophets heard from God because he, he didn't have a phone and they didn't have a phone and how they talked. But he received the message that he had he had to leave Egypt and he had to go to Sfat, which is a was a very small place in Palestina where all the best Kabbalists were studying, to teach only one person that he had to found find. So he just left. The most important teacher teacher in Sfat just was dying and he told all his students, which were many, that a new teacher would come and they all had to go to study with them with this person so he died and the eulogy in the, the day he died was was pronounced by the Ari no one knew who he was he was like a like a, a strange dressed like a um, mendigo como se dice in English like a um, beggar and just he walked out there and he started talking the students hated the guy everybody hated the guy so they started studying with him and they found out that he had nothing to teach they thought he was a charlatan so one by one started leaving the guy the only one who stayed studying with the guy was Chaim Vital he was very young and he wasn't interested at all in his teachings, but he was in love with his daughter. So he went every day to study with him because he wanted to see the daughter. And the teacher started teaching the young guy, knowing that he had no interest in his <laughs> teachings, and knowing that he was in love with his daughter, and knowing that he would prohibit the kid to be with his daughter at the end of the teachings. So a long time was by, there is a lot of misleading things going on there. But one day, the Arid says to Chaim Vital, I'm going to die soon. You cannot come to my house anymore. You cannot be with my daughter. She is not for you. She is not your soulmate. I forbid you to be with her. If you are with her, you will both suffer the unknown and dies. Chaim Vital leaves Sfat feeling so much anger inside, hating his teacher, hating life. Years go by, Chaim Vital finds his woman, and he finds out that he is a writer. He never knew, but now he knows. And he finds out that his teacher, the Ari, didn't know how to write. Chaim Vital wrote all the most important books in Kabbalah in the world that today Kabbalists still study thanks that the Ari followed the message from God of leaving all his life behind to go to another place to teach only one person. That was his mission. Mm 
-hmm. that would write all his teaching in Kabbalah for the rest of the world, for the rest of the, the, the lifetime. So I believe in that kind of missions in the world. So I, I really would like to be very attentive mm. to whatever signs there are there to hear and to whatever things we need to do. I appreciate that. I really love that answer. That it's. <laughs> I like that I get a story. I like that everyone listening gets a story, and they get to hear that. It's it's very complete to say, this is, you know, I can't give a clear answer, but this. Let me explain it. Here's a story that says this is my goal. This is what I want to have happen of my life. That I was attentive, that I paid attention, that I followed what I was supposed to do, and then I showed up for my life and left the impact that I was supposed to leave. I think that's well, there's beautiful. There's they say that when in any country you say that you speak with God or you, you have spoken with God, they put you in a nuts, in a psychiatric institution. Yeah. But when you go to India, for example, and you say that you talk to God, they say, finally, you realize that. Hmm. Because they are aware that everybody can speak to God and the people who didn't realize yet is because they are still sleeping and when we when they wake up mm. they will finally be able to hear the messages and talk to God which is something that everybody should do like everybody is a magician mm. but most of the people feel that they are not mm. I love that thank you for that appreciate it on the other end of that fear what would you say you value the most connections mm. intimacy mm which is the same thing. Mm -hmm. I, I really value when I can connect with whatever is there, but especially with people. Mm -hmm. I, I hate small talk. <laughs> I hate to waste time talking about the new car that Tesla is uh, releasing in the market, because I believe that not even the people who buy a Tesla care deeply about, but since they can't connect with other people, they have to connect through the car they bought or the whatever they did. And I think that's such a waste of energy and money and time and life that I want to connect as fast as I can with, with the people that I get to know in my life or, or get to cross paths with. Mm -hmm. So I value when I can achieve that, when, when connection actually happens. Mm. Agreed, definitely, very much so. Um, grateful to be able to connect with you then for sure it's uh, very much when was the last time you felt joy like right now and um, half an hour ago when I did the show and this morning when I uh, woke up and saw that there was another day to be experienced and when I ate the food uh, a while ago and when I uh, hugged my niece uh, in the afternoon well, I try to connect with as many simple, small, almost insignificant things the most I can because that's the secret of living the magic, like connecting with as much things in a deep way as you can. Mm. And we are living in, ta in a time where people are um, connecting with supposedly connecting with so many things at the mm. same time in a very superficial level that that usually they don't connect with each one of those things deeply enough so i want to connect 
deep enough with each thing and I find joy when I can actually mm. spend more time with something that is supposed to be over <laughs> now but I feel that there's so much more to actually find there and I find joy when I discover one new um, to be able to sit with something and appreciate fully what it is uh, whether it's your food or time or yeah. what you're sharing yeah that's full of joy I love that it's every part of your life and so much cool. of it today. That's really cool. Uh, when was the last time you were afraid and why? Maybe 25 times today on mm -hmm. something like that. In, in a way, I'm not afraid of the usual things, but I'm afraid of not appreciate mm -hmm. the food enough or mm -hmm. I'm afraid that I won't pay enough attention to what my niece is saying to mm -hmm. me or I'm afraid that I'm not um, taking care of my body enough if I eat too fast. I'm afraid that I won't um, give the most when I speak in English because mm -hmm. I'm thinking in Spanish in a way and then I try to translate at the same time that I'm speaking and sometimes when I speak in Spanish I learn to communicate mm -hmm. really in a good way but mm -hmm. in English I feel that I'm not in the same level mm -hmm. So I fear that people is not going to be able to understand mm -hmm. some aspects of what I want to communicate. Mm -hmm. So in, in a way, I'm feeling fear all the time. Mm -hmm. it, it's not fears that paralyze me, mm -hmm. but I, I feel fear all the time. And I want to. Yeah. I won't be fearful because that makes me humble. Mm -hmm. If I don't fear, I will feel that I'm above <laughs> many things that I want to be like. Yeah, your fear and your joy are connected and I think that's real for a, a lot of us in that way. I feel that we're what we're afraid of, we do the most to prevent and what we're afraid of, we're most aware of and it allows us to pull into that joy a little bit more because we don't want to have that and 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 let me too just take a second to say like one, I, I'm so impressed with the level of ability anyone has to speak multiple languages well and communicate well, which you do very well and uh, I think very much wha what you say maybe is not as perfect as it would be if it's in Spanish but it's perfectly communicating much of of what I've gotten to know of you so I appreciate that you say that because it releases some of the fear <laughs> and at the same time to feel afraid has some um, ingredient mm -hmm. of um, some oil mm -hmm. for the junctions to work properly mm -hmm. and has some um, sparks to add to the fire and I feel alive when I feel afraid that the sea with the seaweed is going to actually bite me uh, and I still feel excited when I get into the water and there are so much life inside of there and I'm afraid of suffering of a bite or something so I think like fear it's a great companion mm -hmm. in our trips if when you do what you do you don't feel in a certain way fear mm -hmm. there will be a part of life that will be absent mm -hmm. instead of present mm -hmm. fear make us more uh, aware mm -hmm. of many things that are happening around mm -hmm. us so i agree i agree very much yeah it's a so it's like a sign of value too where yeah it's it's really cool but hmm. 
Would you say that there is a moment in your life that changed you or taught you something? Many. I, I don't believe in those uh, newspaper titles <laughs> that say I learned who I am in this specific moment when that happened because I think we are making thousands of choices and decisions all the time mm -hmm. and the path that we imprint in our lives because of those thousands of little choices we make actually define us mm. so it's like I don't know if you know those uh, drawings the kids get that are made of dots mm -hmm. with numbers mm -hmm. and they have to connect the numbers to mm -hmm. actually see the the whole picture yes yeah. when you see uh, maybe five or six main dots in a way you can you can know what you are drawing mm -hmm. but when you connect the dots there is something that makes more sense it's like you are putting together pieces of a puzzle and of course you can understand the puzzle without most of the pieces but when you put all the pieces and it's almost complete you see something that is like so I believe that to actually define our lives we have to make millions of mm -hmm. choices mm -hmm. because each one really will will draw a different mm -hmm. line and if if we jump from 1 to 45 instead of 1 to 2 or 3 maybe it will be a very different path mm. and but we have a million numbers mm -hmm. so 1 to 45 actually doesn't change that much while it's a lot in the whole picture mm -hmm. so i believe it the decision that I made to come today here two hours before the showtime instead of 20 minutes made my life a lot different hmm. because my brother and my niece were at home and I wanted to spend more time with her but at the same time I needed to be here for other things yeah and the fact that we are talking now even while it may be late for you or <laughs> me because I have to go leave tomorrow it's, it's a different thing that if we said okay with next time or mm. and mm -hmm. that's changing our lives mm -hmm. all the time bit mm -hmm. by bit mm -hmm. and I believe that so I believe that I made n 10 choices today that changed completely and defined my life in ways mm -hmm. that I cannot know because I will see the picture like one year from now and yeah. I will say oh that day or those days I agree yeah I love the ways we get to connect those dots and the ways that we really don't see that picture right away. I think it's it makes every every line we get to connect that much more beautiful for sure. That's cool. I'm glad you came early too. It's nice. <laughs> uh, so you've known me for not super long, a couple days, a little bit, maybe two. Yeah. Um, what is something you think you and I have in common? I believe that maybe it's awareness Mm. of some mysterious ways life works mm. to connect people paths mm -hmm. I believe that the the certainty or at least the faith if mm. not the certainty that having a life without too much uh, 
it's I don't know how you say concrete mm -hmm. assurance mm -hmm. yeah. like bricks they say that are like the devil because that's how they build the places they need to keep people out and to keep money in and to when you just get rid of, of, of that life becomes more wild in mm -hmm. a way and less secure mm -hmm. but at the same time you get to live more fully mm. so when you drop many of the insurances that these days we could have mm. to find your own way to imprint your foot mm -hmm. in the sand mm -hmm. and leave a mark mm -hmm. there is something beautiful there magical there that mm -hmm. happens mm -hmm. because life can actually intervene in your life giving you many things that you didn't know existed so I think that's something that made mm. us connect mm -hmm. and love for Posa Margarita mm. and Alejandro <laughs> and the pizza and Fede <laughs> and the guys here and all that very much and so and the green punch <laughs> yeah very much very much so I, I really appreciate your take on that and I agree with it wholeheartedly and uh, it's an honor to share that and the love deeply for this place and the people here yeah very much so what is something you are looking forward to I think I, I I'm living a change like a paradigm change in my life right now because I, I go, I'm going to Buenos Aires now to present my book that was just released for the first time uh, a company decided to hire me as a writer or or not hire me because I'm not an employee but partner with me yeah, to, yeah. to edit my book mm -hmm. and for many years I wanted to be taken more seriously than being a magician because being a magician for most of the people is like you are work at kids mm -hmm. parties and people think that magicians are for kids and only when they come to see me in the theater they realize that magic can be something else mm -hmm talking about the craft of an illusionist in stage not magic of everyday life <laughs> when they come to see the show they say whoa this is not the regular guy that makes magic for children parties mm -hmm. but if they didn't come to the theater they would see me in three minutes in, on a TV show and, and I don't know if they can mm -hmm. really tell the difference of, of what I do sometimes in, the TV, in a TV show I don't get to tell my story so I'm, I just do tricks so now becoming a writer or actually not becoming a writer becoming a published mm -hmm. writer mm -hmm. I can start talking with a different kind of journalists and a different kind of critics and a different kind of people actually mm -hmm. which is people from the culture world mm -hmm. and not the entertainment industry mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've been reading and writing for my whole life and I've been interested in literature and all that for my whole life and only now I get the chance to sit with a person who is interested in something else than the glitter of the stage. Mm -hmm. And we, we can talk about, for me, very meaningful things. Mm -hmm. Not that the other stuff is not meaningful, mm -hmm. but this is going to complete who I am mm -hmm. as an artist mm -hmm. and as a communicator. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking forward mm -hmm. to the opportunity to sit and talk with different kind of people who will ask different kinds of mm -hmm. questions. I already been in two interviews mm -hmm. and 
they were fascinating and I have never been asked so many interesting questions mm. than in the last two interviews that I did in those two places in Buenos Aires before coming here talking about the book not just talking about the book talking about my take on magic because they read the book and they say whoa did you have a lot of things that you think about and and that you talk about in mm -hmm. the book that are very interesting and I would like to know more about mm -hmm. and before that they asked me about the mass magician mm -hmm. who revealed tricks on the TV show so I'm, I'm very looking forward to becoming this new more complete mm -hmm. person who can uh, visit new different kinds of people because I'm mm -hmm. kind of tired of talking with the same guys who host the same mm -hmm. superficial shows who mm -hmm. say we have a magician today mm -hmm. welcome and for them it's great to have me but tomorrow they will have another magician mm -hmm. and they will never ask an interesting question mm. so I'm very excited about that looking forward to being seen for more of who you are than just one part of something yeah. you do and for people to get to appreciate and connect with people like that that's really I'm excited for you for that I'm looking forward to your book for sure. Well, I'm. I'm today. I've been asked if it will ever be translated into English. I already have a plan for okay. that, but I hope that the plan will work. I believe in magic, so it has to work. It will work. <laughs> but it will work one way or the other. But I already have a person who knew my master, who is the protagonist of the book. She was his translator mm -hmm. when he flew around the world because he didn't speak English. So she is a magician. She is an artist. She's very well known. She, her name is Tina Lennert. Uh, people can search for her in YouTube and will find a huge artist. Mm -hmm. And she knew my master very well. So she could be the person who can translate the book into English. And it would be a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to get the book to her for her to read it in Spanish and I hope that she will be uh, excited about the idea of translating it. That's really cool. Well, if not, maybe we'll just need to improve my Spanish and read it in that too. <laughs> 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 what is something you wish was over already or maybe didn't exist in the world today? Fear. Hmm. For yeah. sure. I, I would like to get rid of fear mm. in the world. If I, if I would be a magician that has real powers, mm -hmm. I would make fear disappear. Hmm. All right, be gone. <laughs> what would you say makes you feel known and valued? That is a question that I always answer the wrong way because mm. whatever I say, my teacher, my spiritual teacher would say is not right. Mm. She w always says that I'm seen and valued for my way of being in the world like for my being here without doing anything without saying anything just because people feel something about me and that's how they know who I am I don't have to talk I don't have to do anything and I'm kind of it's not like I don't trust her I really do trust her but then like how can I go through life mm -hmm. just knowing that people don't need to hear me okay so mm -hmm. that I don't talk knowing that people don't need to see me doing magic okay so I just wh what I do what do I do mm -hmm. so I'm doing less and less that's the truth I'm, I took out most of my posts 
in Instagram last week. I just mm. left like 15 because I felt that all the rest was kind of noisy. So mm. I said, if people don't get to know me because of these 15 things, they are, are not going to know me for anything. So if I take out 10 more and I leave only five, supposedly people should have enough. And if I leave one, people should have enough. And if I just close my Instagram account, mm -hmm. people who has to know me will know me anyway. Mm -hmm. But how do we live like that mm -hmm. in a world where people is doing more and more things all the time and, and we have more and more tools to do more mm -hmm. and to be less? Mm. So I believe that people know me for my magic. I believe that people know me for what I uh, teach in my workshops or I believe that people know me for my consultant in, in the companies or things but the truth is that probably my teacher is right mm. and people know me for who I am mm. and maybe I don't even know who I am mm. and they do yeah but in so many ways like she's right but you're right I know because she's right because who you are is enough and who you are is valued but who you are and it's experienced by people by the way you show up by the way you teach them by if, the way you if, share parts of you with them if your ego doesn't get in the way <laughs> or yeah. my ego doesn't get in the way and I'm trying too hard mm -hmm. to show things that show me the exact opposite way than who I really am mm. that's true people can see you through the way you live and the ways you choose to manifest if you choose wisely mm -hmm. and if your ego don't get in the way mm. fair enough so I know we've talked a little bit about uh, Argentina but uh, where do you call home and what makes it home to you <sighs> that's a very tough one mm -hmm. because I don't want to call home mm. one place I want to call home the place where I am right now. I One of my favorite writers is O. Henry, an American writer who wrote stories who that had surprising endings. Mm. Amazing writer. And he wrote many, many, many short stories. And you can buy his complete stories in Amazon for less than a dollar. Amazing reading, O. Henry, O. Dot Henry. He wrote that a tourist is a person who has a home and once a year or twice a year escapes from his hateful life to go to a paradise and feel that that week will make his next year. Mm. Will compensate for what he doesn't have at home and he will he will go to the farthest place in the world to mm. eat food he never eats, to do things he never does, to talk to people he never speaks. Then he said there's the traveler, the person who will avoid specifically to go to the places where everybody goes because mm -hmm. he knows more and he <laughs> knows more. So he will skip the Statue of Liberty, he will skip the pyramids in Egypt and he will go to secret places he only knows. And when he comes back, he will smile at the people who are tourists mm -hmm. because he will know that he is more, that, mm -hmm. he, that he knows certain places that he can call his own. But then he said there is the cosmopolitan. Mm. 
the person who doesn't have to skip anything, that doesn't have to pursue anything, that doesn't have to go far to be at home, that he can be home wherever he is. And I want to be that kind of person. Mm-hmm. Wh- wherever I am, I want to be able to call home. Mm-hmm. Certainly, I can call Margarita mm-hmm. my second mm-hmm. home. And I actually have a bed here as many days as I want. I have a home in LA, but I don't have an address in LA. And I have a home in España, and I don't have an address there. And I have different homes in Buenos Aires because I move a lot. And I want to be able to say one day that I travel all the time and I call home each place where I arrive. I really, really like that. I don't think I've well, ever you heard that. that. You almost do that. Yeah, but I don't <laughs> think I've ever heard it explained like that and uh, broken down like that. And I often hear people, it's something that I've talked to people a lot about when they say like, oh, you know, do you not like your life? Is that why you travel so much? And I'm like, I love my life, but it's a part of my life. And I'm not running away from anything. I love when I go and I love when I'm home and I love when well, I feel home not, everywhere. You're not a tourist. Yeah, but it's it's. Uh, I really appreciate the way you've explained that. It's it's really cool, and I resonate with it a lot for sure. But very very much. Will you continue to become a cosmopolitan? Things, things can get complicated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you have a business in a place that requires your constant of course, attention, of course. If you have to do something with your hands in determinate place, mm-hmm. or if you had family mm-hmm. that you have to take care of, mm-hmm. things will change. Mm-hmm. I'm not married, I don't have kids, mm-hmm. so I can see things and live things in a different way, mm-hmm. because when I talk about how I like to live my life, people I know say, well, but you don't have kids, well, but you don't have a, a wife, well, but you don't have a business, well, you wouldn't. And I say, well, I chose mm-hmm. many of the things I am, specifically, to actually be able to live the life I live. Mm. So, of course, I'm not comparing myself to your life or your life or your other life. Mm. I'm just seeing the th- things that I see and sharing the things as I see them. And I, I really think that the world today give us the tools to be able to do almost whatever we want, wherever we are. Mm. So, Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, to accept and, and realize that what we the life we have, it's because we chose it. Uh, whether we like it or not, we still chose it. Yeah, that's cool. What is something you wish you didn't struggle with? Spontaneity. Mm. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I've I been very mental and, mm. and I've been very careful with mm. a lot of things that don't, that don't require uh, care. <laughs> or so much, so much <laughs> care. I, I wish I could have um, taken my T-shirt more often, <laughs> so the sun could uh, burn my skin <laughs> more than it did. I wish I could swim in the ocean more days when it was raining, when 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 the day was not appropriate, when when it was a little too cold or a little too hot and I've been very careful I've been too respectful Mm. uh, because of childhood trauma or Mm. some other things that can explain that but the the truth is that I've been I've been too respectful of things that didn't want my respect Mm. they wanted my desire they wanted my Mm. uh, courage they wanted my spontaneity I and I haven't been 
courageous or spontaneous mm. or enough mm. and so but I can fix that I'm fixing that I'm working on that so I'm becoming more and more fluid and spontaneous and open to more things and I'm, a, I'm thankful for that but that was a struggle mm. it still is thank you for sharing that I think you're you're not alone in that and I appreciate the clarity and 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 a way you bring for somebody to see that in a way to say yeah I'm I'm I see these things and I struggle with these things and I live my life but yeah take those moments jump into them don't worry too much and just be present well, I, I would never say to someone what they have to do yeah yeah of I course. can only share my my share <laughs> and and I see that what I live or suffer from uh, resonates in other people because I see how they behave yeah but I learned that each one has a very difficult set of things to combine in their lives and it's not so easy to say to someone you should be more spontaneous in my case (laughs) I should be more spontaneous for certain but some other people should maybe do their own assessment and find out what they have to stop struggling with <laughs> of course but yeah but when we but when we share when we verbalize it somebody else is hearing it and if it's what I they're know. supposed to hear at that time then I then know. they will and the truth is that the world needs more spontaneity mm-hmm. in general mm-hmm. because people calculates a lot of things more and more all the time so i would love people not to be counting the odds and, and things all the time. I would like people to say, I will give this to you because I want to. I don't want people to see me and see, well, this guy is going to bring me value to my business, so I will ask him this in return. So spontaneity is great. Alejandro is very spontaneous. Mm-hmm. He is a heart, I say, he lives with his heart on the outside, mm-hmm. and he gives you his heart first, if, you, if he sees that you are open to receive it, to connect with that. And I think the world needs a lot more than mm-hmm. that. A lot more of that. I would agree. Yeah. I yeah, there's many, many things I could say about Ali. And um I'll, I'll let him share them someday when he wants <laughs> when I pester him enough. Difficult because he it won't happen. Want to speak it won't much. happen. <laughs> but he is he's a true gift uh to the world and I'm honored to know him really much so and I as I know you are as well. Yeah, very much so. What is something you used to struggle with but don't anymore? I used to had trouble trusting my intuition. Mm. I always been a very intuitive person, but I had a lot of trouble trusting my intuition and acting upon what mm. I was feeling. And I really learned how to do it like a muscle you train in the gym and now I train I, I'm trained to trust my intuition and act upon it all the time I mean all the time means most of the time and I'm very happy that I have improved that because it's a tool that is amazing very much we always have things in life that we're we see in ourselves and we say this is something I, I, I don't appreciate or I'm, I'm not confident in but to be able to see that and say I'm going to grow in it I'm going to push myself I'm going to do more not only that sometimes you will have to fight mm. 
very important people in your life mm. who will not be seeing what you are seeing mm -hmm. and you will still have to push the boundaries and say we are going to do it this way because I know this is the way mm -hmm. it has to be done mm -hmm. even not knowing what you are saying mm -hmm. because it's like invisible things that you are just feeling like this and if you pile up thoughts mm -hmm. after that intuition that intuition will be lost mm -hmm. so it's like a dream whenever you wake up as soon as you wake up you have to write it down because <laughs> if you just go and, and, and brush your teeth mm -hmm. it's gone it's intuition gone. is like that so it's it's very difficult to live mm -hmm. uh, trusting your intuition and acting upon it mm, very much what is something you are confident in helping someone else through or with I think I'm, I'm very good at helping my clients or students to stop hmm. with whatever crazy stuff they are into running like crazy with with a huge amount of great things that they just discovered or they are into or going to do I, I I'm really good at saying at showing them other possibilities but mostly one place where life is for me not a race but there is another word that I need that is it's very seldom used in the okay. United States Paseo Sonter I'm very good at and contagious to to teach them that life is a saunter mm. not a race <laughs> and if they don't start looking around and enjoying the path mm -hmm. they will miss the point all the time no doesn't matter how many hits they they accomplish at the end mm -hmm. doesn't matter how many good results they get mm -hmm. they will feel that they missed the whole point in life if, if they didn't enjoy the ride mm -hmm. so saunter is a word that i recently discovered mm -hmm. and i started uh, uh, writing about that and there is a story about the saunterers which were the searchers for the holy land which was the saint terre hmm. that's where the word comes from saint terre the, the the holy land so they say that the kids said well they come the saunters there come the saunters who were people who were asking for food because they were um, walking toward the holy land hmm. each step they took on their path was a step closer they took to the Holy Land and Thoreau the writer said if you are not searching for the Sainte Terre mm -hmm. which each step you take you are just a bump you are just a beggar hmm. so going through life feeling that each step you take is takes you closer to the Sainte Terre it's a nice way to live Very even nice. if you never get there yeah yeah you're enjoying the the process and the journey okay yeah. also saunter means to wander yeah. and to muse hmm. which means wonder means wonders mm -hmm. and muse means being inspired so hmm. if you walk like that it's great actually yeah that's that would be a wonderful way to go through life <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. What would you say makes you feel at peace? Meditate, mm. sleep in the afternoon, mm -hmm. a short nap. Makes me feel that I can woke up to two 
sunrises each day, uh, bathing in the ocean, read, listen to music, take a walk. All these good things. <laughs> I like it. Would you say life feels steady or uncertain for you right now? Completely uncertain. <laughs> completely. And, and I couldn't be happier. Hmm. Love that. This one's always a little bit of a loaded question. Uh, is there anything you wish you could say to the opposite sex that normally they wouldn't receive coming from you as a man? Whether it's a compliment, a criticism, an encouragement, or a bit of advice? Well, we are living in a very difficult time because you are talking about men and women and, and today people are trying to destroy those differences. Mm. Like we people don't want to talk about genders anymore. I I got myself into a problem in Argentina in a TV show talking about something that for me is still valid, but they shortened my answer and they, they cut it, they edited the segment and people thought that I was talking nonsense like a a guy who hate women and I, it mm. was exactly the opposite mm. for me the the real problem with patriarchy mm. is that most of the women of the women were educated by not only men who thought that women were inferior mm. but by women who felt that mm. women were inferior and there was a system like the world worked like that for so many years mm -hmm. that it's impossible to change that in two years mm -hmm. no matter how many books you write mm -hmm. no matter how many um, things you build and no matter how many men you destroy mm -hmm. with your superiority I believe that women are superior to men mm -hmm. in so many aspects that men had to use force to try to compensate that, mm. which, which w always was overcompensating. So what I would say to women these days is the revolution already started and it's going to continue forever mm. because it's not going to stop. But the revolution cannot end in a short period of time like most of the women seem to want to. Mm -hmm. So you cannot actually finish building your new building because today women don't yet know where they want to go. Mm -hmm. It's too early. It's time to destroy those obsolete paradigms. Mm -hmm. But it's not yet to build something new. Mm -hmm. So I would say two things. First, most of men, even if they are uneducated or rough, or stupid are not those violent mm -hmm. uh, abusive killers they are trying to get rid of in the world with good reason but I am uneducated mm -hmm. for these times and I still didn't violate anybody I didn't mm -hmm. I didn't abuse anybody and I never thought women were inferior on the contrary I have the most important people in my life are women mm. my teacher is a woman uh, my my two three best friends are women and the people I consult all the time for different things are women so I believe that I have been mistreated 
as if I were one of those abusive guys who founded patriarchy but patriarchy uh, were not a group of men who got together in a club to say let's let's abuse women patriarchy is not that mm. patriarchy is not bad men patriarchy is a lot more than that we cannot yet understand what is patriarchy in all its sense so first is don't treat everybody like just because that is a guy Mm. And just because he doesn't know what he's saying, like he's an abusive mm. guy who is not worth any attention or respect. And second, be patient. Mm. Because the revolution, as I said, is going to take all your lives and the lives of your daughters mm. and the lives of your granddaughters. And it will still continue. And there will still be a lot of very confused institutions and men and companies who actually behave like that and there will be a lot of women who are part of that patriarchy who behave wrongly and who are not seeing what's happening so it will take a long time and life is still a saunter mm. even if we are in the middle of a revolution mm. so I think we should be more patient about that especially mm. women mm. and maybe you can teach us mm. because I want to learn mm. And men cannot teach me what I need to learn. Mm. Women should. Mm. So if you are patient enough and if you are willing enough and open enough, I, I would really like to learn. And I know mm. a lot of men who really would like to learn mm. what to do with a woman. Mm. I don't know if I can open a door anymore. It's not that I open a door because I think that she can't. Mm. I open a door because I just want to offer something to her. Mm. And the ways I learned how to do it were those. Mm show me new ways to mm. to give you something out of love or mm. out of care or out of uh, empathy or whatever and I will change and mm. I will not open the door anymore and I will <laughs> do something else but if you, if you just punish me because I'm opening a door and you don't like that I really don't know how to communicate with you mm. because mm. I didn't learn and no one taught mm. me that's yeah recognize and act for what it is intended behind it uh, if you don't like it teach something don't judge it don't assume don't categorize somebody without knowing that first um my my husband used an example of one time talking to one of our girls of saying like you know that this isn't done because the person is helpless like he's saying i don't open a door for your mom because she's helpless i do it because it's a small way i can demonstrate that i value her and there are things like that that maybe uh, sometimes they stem from something else or maybe they don't or maybe there's nothing more to it than it's a simple act for somebody to demonstrate value in a simple way and if you feel value as a woman appreciate it know the heart it's coming from and if you don't don't be afraid to say hey this is another way that I would feel that more I really appreciate your, uh, your openness to just share that with people and to say hey I, I want to learn how I do it with with a lot of uh, fear mm. because these days mm -hmm. whatever a man says about the relationship between men and women can be misinterpreted mm -hmm. and take it all the wrong ways mm -hmm. so I try to stay away from talking <laughs> about it but as you asked s directly I really did my best to answer in the most open and sincere and, mm. and humble way a respectful way mm. I hope it is it is honest, like respectful, that. and it's true to what I hear from you. It's 
and and from what I see in you, I've watched you interact with many people throughout the day here as we're uh, both spent time here, and and it's true and genuine to you and how you how you see humanity, and so thank you it for is saying that. it is a is communicated well, and uh, for those listening, no, I I stand by the way you communicate that as well too. Okay. I appreciate that. So I know you're used to kind of sharing uh, with other people and teaching other people, but if you were to be before a large audience and leave them with a life lesson, a bit of wisdom or advice, what would you share with them? I hate that because <laughs> I did it when I was younger and it didn't work. It didn't feel well for me um, because giving advice out of experience mm. may not sound so differently as giving advice out of believing that you are superior or mm. uh, something like that. But through my art mm. and now through my literature, I can share ways in which I experience magic in my life. Mm-hmm. And I want that to be the message. I want that to be the message. I want people to to get the message about what I feel everybody could take advantage of through the experiences I share or the stories I, I tell. And I guess that should be enough of a message. Mm. I don't want to actually give a message because I am an artist, so I'm supposed mm. to give a message through my art. Mm. So for me, the message always behind what I do is magic is not something that happens once in a while mm. when a lightning strikes magic is some, something that is probably happening to you right now and you cannot connect with it because you don't believe in it mm. so as soon as you start looking around with curiosity and with uh, humility and with the faith that magic can be happening right around if you pay enough attention and if you become more sensitive, because we have been desensitized, sensitized. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to say. No, you said desensitized. Desensitized. Yeah. yeah. Um, if we resensitize ourselves, we will be able to connect with a lot of blessings that are mm-hmm. offered to us all the time. Mm-hmm. I have a, a, a trick in the sh- in the show that I share that speaks about a woman with whom I had a relationship. 25 years ago her name was Anna and I really felt that we we had something very deep going on but the relationship wasn't working so the feeling was there but the relationship wasn't happening so we decided to split but I was hoping that planets would align soon and we could be together again back then I didn't know that Neptune takes 145 days to cycle once around the sun so planets sometimes cannot align that fast Mm. (laughs) but back then in Argentina the plagues on the cars started having three letters and three numbers instead of seven numbers and it was alphabetically so cars with the letters Ana started to surround me everywhere and I was seeing those plagues everywhere I went. And I thought that was a sign. And I ran to my teacher and said, I have to call her because I'm seeing cars with that plague. And she said, 
you don't have to cut her, relax, don't worry, <laughs> keep going on. And I got furious because <laughs> I thought that was that was really a magical sign that, yeah. that something was talking to me, saying, call her, she's for you, she's the right, the right one. So the third time that I come to my teacher to say, I saw another plague with that, and she said to me, I'm going to explain something to you. You are so, I don't know, trapped mm. in your whim mm. that she's for you, mm. that the only signs you can see are the ones who draw you to her. Mm. Release the grip of your whims, open yourself to the magic that is around, mm. and you will start seeing plagues that will tell you a lot of secrets about a lot of blessings that are waiting for you mm -hmm. that doesn't have anything to do with her and I, it was a great lesson that now I share in my show there are thousands thousands of signs around us and we don't pay attention because we are focused in seeing only what we need to see and what we want to see and I think that's the wrong way to <laughs> live life and find magic hmm. yeah that's kind of my message that's days. a good message so yeah if you're there, if you want something, you're going to focus and you're going to see what you want to see. So focus on, on what you're supposed to see. Focus on everything. Don't get tunnel vision and, yeah, like and miss like out on everything else. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I think you can say widen your uh, lens. gaze. Yeah, yeah, yes. your gaze. Yeah, your lens. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, keep a wide lens and a wide gaze to see what's, what's there and not just what's you're perseverating on <laughs> yeah focused on for sure what is something you wish people knew about your culture i don't know <laughs> i n i never asked myself that question and i'm not too concerned hmm. I, I i don't believe in in things like my culture mm -hmm. because i have learned so many things from so many people around the world so if they go to Argentina and they get to know a small a couple of small places that I like, I will be happy. If if they they go to dance tango, I don't think that tango is really what they need to learn about Argentina. But people is crazy about tango and I think it's great but I, d I don't care if they don't know tango because I didn't know tango for the first twenty years of my life. So I, I don't have a preference for that and, and I believe that whatever they fall in love with in Argentina, great. <laughs> but I don't feel that I am that Argentinian in mm. a way mm -hmm. because I eat, I love Japanese food, macrobiotic food is from Japan. Uh, my family was from Russia, so I have some things from there. And I have my best friends who are from Israel and I have love for Brazilian music and so like my culture is kind Everything. of an eclectic thing mm -hmm. um, within that eclectic culture what is something you love about your culture or however you would define that I like that people drink coffee after like like you go out for coffee after dinner which is something that doesn't happen in too many places we we get together for a coffee mm. late at night mm. because we don't go only to bars to mm. drink. So you can have a coffee at 2 a.m. in the morning in many places. 
that's something I like, for example. That's amazing. I wish that would come back. I don't drink coffee because if I, especially if I drink it at two well, in the morning, I'd tea, never sleep. But, but tea, what, yeah. What I mean is not yeah, just this, bars. But I, I, you can I go get, to a yeah. place where you can talk to someone, not just a Starbucks. Yeah. A beautiful work place yeah. where you can actually drink something else that is not alcohol. Drinks, alcohol. And just socialize. Yes. That's amazing. And then I like about Argentina, the some some of the food in Argentina is really great. Empanadas mm. are really great. Uh, there are some places in Argentina that are really amazing. Mm. Certain cities that I know mm-hmm. that are really beautiful. That I go as often as I can. When I can remember that not all the paradises in the world are far. In my case, I, I think that some paradises are like two hours from <laughs> my home. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, I really think that the whole world needs a, a cafes at night, tea and coffee for two a.m. and yeah, that just would talk. be just to talk. That's I think what most people are craving when they go to a bar, is connection and to be able to do that without having to yeah get drunk. Get drunk would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, I like that very much. That's cool. Is there anything about your culture that you're not proud of? The people that usually behave in a world in a way that I don't appreciate is people who, as we were talking mm. two days ago, are not so sure about what who they are. Mm. So they like sell something they are not, and they give importance to themselves and speak too loud for mm. me, and they are we call it chantas. Chantas is like a guy who is saying things that that are not true mm-hmm. uh, to to look better than mm-hmm. he actually is. And mm-hmm. Argentinians do that like all the time. It's like a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. It's not like other people in the world don't do that, but Argentinians do it all the time, like everywhere. Mm-hmm. And that's something I don't like. Mm. And I usually when I am in Argentina, even though I know I am a very well-known person when there is someone who doesn't know me, like a taxi driver or something like that, he says, you you are not Argentinian, right? Because I, you don't speak like an Argentinian and you don't look like an Argentinian. And I feel proud sometimes mm. because that means that I don't look like all those guys who behave like that, that I don't like. And there are things that I really like, uh, the gauchos mm. and the folklore, which is the music from Argentina, which mm. is beautiful and the way they do with their uh, knives, artistic things with that. Uh, There are some other things that I like. Hmm. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. Would you say you know what your purpose is in life? I can say that I could easily answer yes, sure. And I could easily say no, no idea. (laughs) Half of the time I think I know and half of the time I think I don't know. Maybe I do know, but I still have to refine my purpose, taking a lot of garbage and noise out, so the purpose could be clearer. Mm-hmm. Because what I feel I don't know is all the noise that I put around my purpose, trying to make it bigger or better or more important than it actually is. Maybe I have to teach one person. Mm-hmm. Maybe I have to save one person Mm -hmm. and maybe I already did or maybe Mm -hmm. I will do it in like 20 years Mm -hmm. and everything else I'm doing is just something to pass the time so I don't know Hmm. 
appreciate that. If I know. <laughs> Sometimes we don't. Well, that's okay. I don't know if you do, but do you have a favorite tattoo? And if no, so, I don't why? have any tattoo. None. I've been I've been looking for something that I like mm -hmm. enough to to have a tattoo. But if I find something that I like enough, I will have problem problems finding out where do <laughs> I want it. Yeah. Because I've been trying to figure out where would I have my first tattoo and I can't figure it out. So I have two problems. <laughs> One, I don't even know what to have and then I wouldn't know where. So I, I'm, I'm staying away from tattoos for now. Fair enough. That's a good... I think if you're not sure about where and what, then maybe stay away. <laughs> Better not to have them. Perfect. <laughs> what is something you've accomplished that you're really proud of? Well, writing a book. Mm. Writing this book that was published mm -hmm. the way it is published. Because we worked very hard mm. editing it. I'm very proud of the story I the stories I tell and the way I'm telling them because I wanted the book to be very well written besides having a good message I wanted it to be very well written mm -hmm. and it is and I, I'm proud of having become a magician who is very different from every other magician in the world I didn't do it in purpose but I've been following my own intuition for years and now I really do something that is completely different from anybody else I'm talking about my theater show mm -hmm. when I go to a corporate show I'm kind of less different mm -hmm. because the constraints of the place and, and event will not allow me to do all that I do in the theater but when I do my show in the theater it's really un unlike anything else in the world mm -hmm. and I'm a kind human being mm -hmm. I have a, a good heart I don't I, I don't care about winning anything if someone has to lose mm. so I'm proud of that mm -hmm. I have a really good heart in in I, I don't I don't want anything but good things for everybody who I get in touch with mm -hmm. and also for the people who I don't know <laughs> and I'm proud of that and I'm proud of of the work I've been doing with myself to become a less contaminating person mm. and I'm, I'm I'm really proud of that trying to be less contaminating each day <laughs> those are things worth being very very proud of for what you've accomplished for how you show up in the world for how people get to experience you and for how you're choosing to experience yourself I think that's definitely worth being proud of so Thank you. very cool well I so appreciate everything that you have shared and for your time and just sitting down with me and letting me get to know you and share you with others but is there anything else you want people to know about who you are or what matters to you I think that if my teacher was answering this question <laughs> would say if they don't know you for the first word you said mm. and for the tone of your voice they are not going to ever know you mm. so I guess I said more mm. than what I should have said mm. and I really hope that make that we make their time worth mm. listening to our conversation. Mm -hmm. And I wish that if one day we cross paths with them or if they have the chance to let us know or let me know whatever happened to them listening to this mm. conversation, I would really love to have mm. that feedback, whatever it is. Mm. 
Well, if you're listening, please let us know how just getting to sit down and listen to people connecting and sharing conversation and uh, the opportunity for you guys to hear from Noberto, who I now get to call a friend, uh, how that's impacted you. Um, we both would love to hear that. And uh, Noberto, I, I really appreciate your time and your honesty and your openness. And thank you very much. Thank you for the invitation. I enjoyed it a lot. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to This World My View. Your reviews are what keep this show going. So if you have a moment, I would so appreciate you just taking a second to write a review. Anything from, I really enjoyed this, or something you took away that changed your perspective or impacted your life, or something you connected with. If you have a chance to share that on social media and tag me and the show in it, I would greatly appreciate that. I just want to thank you also for just being a part of my world and community here at This World My View.